Hey everybody, this is Donnie Turner, your host of the Free for Life podcast show. I am especially excited to introduce my next guest on the show today. He's actually the founder and president of the company, The Strategy Investment Group. It's a private investment company that specializes in housing in the greater Detroit, Michigan area, you know, um, the Detroit metro area and the suburbs surrounding it. And what they do is they, they really keep busy. They're renovating and selling over 20 homes a month in their lifetime, renovating, buying, selling over 2,000 homes. I know me, myself, I had a small contribution to that, buying three homes from their company and my family a little bit more. If you'd like to contact um, my next guest on the show, feel free to go ahead to strategyproperties.com. They got a lot of resources on there. They got a lot of blog posts on how to get started in real estate, how to invest with them. Great, great resource to check it out. And on that note, Mike Jordan, welcome to the show. Hey, Danny, thank you very much for having me. I really uh, appreciate this. Yeah, man, it's it's an honor. So um, let's go ahead. Let's start at the beginning. You know, uh, we we see the we see where you're at now with strategy properties and everything. But uh, me, myself included, and the audience, we want to know how how does somebody like you get started in real estate, and how do you get to where you're at today? Well, I think just like anything in life, um, everything has to start with um, an idea. Then the idea has to be driven by a passion to want to um, expand on that idea, learn, get educated, soak in the knowledge. Um, and it really started, um, I would say, early in my life. Um, I was, uh, I'll just give you a little background here. I uh, used to play sports. I played basketball. And I, I was very competitive in basketball. So um, I actually played um, uh, Division One college basketball at the University of Detroit played in the NCAA tournament a couple of times. So I had that drive from when I was younger to be successful. Um, and, and the success uh, didn't end up happening in basketball. Um, I had a certain amount of success, you know, playing Division I basketball and getting a um, full-ride scholarship, which had taught me a lot. Um, I, I guess, you know, you know, you learn a lot when, you have, when you're a young uh, man, you know, 18, 19 years old, and you have to be at practice, um, you know, work out uh, um, in the morning at eight o'clock for weightlifting. And then you have, uh, you know, individual workouts at noon in between classes. And then you have practice, you know, from five to seven thirty. you know, you learn a lot. You learn how to, you know, get your body ready. You get, learn how to get your mind ready. You learn how to sleep on time. So, you know, I, I really got that passion for wanting to accelerate myself in sports, um, you know, in sports, it turned into me wanting to accelerate myself in business. And, um, you know, after I uh, got started at my freshman year in in college, um, I I got a scholarship to U of D after going to Detroit Catholic Central for my uh, for my high school. That I went to Cushing Academy for 13th grade, which is a prep school, and I went in there for an extra year to get bigger and stronger so I can compete on, at the next level. Hmm. But um, you know, all that being said, um, I just had a drive to be successful, and I hurt myself a couple times in college, and I said, okay, you know, how how far could I take this? You know, you, you have kids on my team that are um, unbelievable. They're you know, all American caliber players, all conference type players. And, you know, so, um, I got started one day I was playing basketball, uh, and it was, uh, I think it was, you know, uh, 
playing outside at a court. I used to play it all the time. A friend of mine, um, he, he was, he was out there and, um, he came in painter's clothes and I said, Hey, what do you do? I mean, you always come here and you, you got paint on your shorts and, you know, you know, paint on your legs. He's like Mike, you know, I work for a painting company prior to that, you know, I had, you know, been around my father, um, who was a purchasing agent at Ford and he often, um, you know, you know, would we'd go to dinner or, or people would, uh, you know, uh, we'd go visit someone who was a client of his and I learned the, the business that they were in. He was selling racks. He was selling construction at Ford. And I said, wow, this is interesting. You know, like it's all about networking and relationship. You know, this guy, um, you know, uh, Paul or Mike, they have a relationship with my dad and that relationship with my dad uh, means that he trusts them to order certain products for a major car manufacturer around the globe. So I kept, I was kind of around that. So going back to the painter that I used to see at the, at the basketball courts, um, I became friends with him. I asked him what he would do. And, you know, he told me he's a painter. So I said, man, I said, you know, I know so many people and my dad actually sells construction at Ford. I go, why don't we uh, start our own painting company? And, uh, he said, Michael, why don't we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. He's like, you know, right now we're painting houses, but, you know, I know a lot of painters and, you know, uh, we could get work done. So it started out with that little passion of me seeing an opportunity, the cheapest opportunity for me to get involved in business. Because at that point, I didn't care what it was. If it was, you know, it was painting, cleaning, I knew that I was going to have a service. I wasn't going to have a product. A product co- would cost me money. I wasn't making, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, nuts and bolts for vehicles. I wasn't skilled at that. I knew I was going to sell a service. So when it, when that happened, I actually uh, said, okay, you know, the first steps is, you know, got to come up with a company name. You got to create cards. You got to create brochures. I didn't know at the time you had to be licensed. Well, I figured it out. You have to have, you know, a, a builder's license or a painting and decorating license. But we, you know, we got a builder's license. My dad was a builder, so we used my dad's builder's license. Hmm. Never painted a day in my life. The most I painted was uh, my parents. Uh, uh, they had they had benches in front of their house, you know, years ago, you know. And what I did for the business was I was the, I was the visionary. I was the networker. I was the sales. So obviously the first year started out really rough, not a lot of business looking for opportunities. Um, but my dad did connect us with, you know, one of his friends who we ended up getting three schools to paint. Now you look at three schools to paint, they're already built or older schools. So we had to go there and paint. You're like, Oh, isn't that a big undertaking for a new company? Well, we knew the painters. We surrounded ourselves with the right people that knew how to paint. You know, we paid them, you know, what their hourly rate was. I mean, you know, they were making $25, $27, $28 back in 1999, $30, whatever it was. And luckily, I, I don't even know how this happened, Donnie, but we actually got a contract for labor and materials. So they would pay us time and materials, $45 an hour plus materials. Perfect situation for someone that really still doesn't know how to bid, 
someone who is still learning the industry, someone who is, is just getting started. So we got started with that. And, and, you know, a couple months later, we're done with the three schools and we find ourselves with, you know, about $25,000, $30,000 in profit. And we're like, wow, okay, we had, you know, 10 painters working full time and we're billing and all that good stuff. And they did a good job and found ourselves with some good profit. What I did with that money, Donnie, I invested in meeting more people that can give us more work. So what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to take breakfast into property management offices. I'm going to take um, uh, um, um, uh, people out to lunch that are property managers. And the reason why I focused on property managers at first, Donnie, is because if I go to a general contractor who's building buildings, they got blueprints, they have, you know, they, it's, it's more complex than getting um, a job that you can take a look at and then you could measure and, and bid it, you know, it's easier that way. So we got started with that, with the property managers, started getting rolling. Then we started advertising to homeowners through the yellow pages at that time and uh, got a good lesson in that. Actually, I uh, had a, you know, would call some of the painters and would want to learn, do they suggest us to do it or not? You know, like, you know, is, is it a good, is it a good investment? And I remember calling a painter. He said, no, Mike, the yellow pages doesn't work. It's terrible, actually. So I said, uh, you know, okay, you know, then I met the yellow page rep and, uh, and the yellow page rep said, it's terrible, huh? So I called the guy and he did an answer. And I called him in and did an answer. I said, well, it's terrible to the phone. You got business. The yellow page's job is to make your phone ring, not to get you business. Your job is to take that opportunity, which is the call from a potential client and go turn it into business. So I invested in Yellow Pages and then I started going to conferences. That was probably one of the best things I did was I was going to conferences, setting up a booth there, meeting every property manager, you know, uh, you know, homeowner associations, you know, getting our name out there and, you know, not only investing in the yellow pages, but the best investment was investing in meeting people, networking. And that's how I really got started in business. And, um, you know, from there, you know, the business started growing and growing, growing. Um, eventually my partner was out of the picture in 2004. Um, and then I took over, but I, in 2005, I had by then, I had five sales reps. I had a blueprint reader. I had an office manager, and I had um, a, a secretary. And the 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 sales reps would do the sales and also look over the projects. But I was running an operation that was doing three and a half to four million dollars. You know, by the time I was, you know, right around, I think at the time I was about twenty five, twenty six, right around there. And it was, it was great. So I was making money and then I was saying, okay, I wasn't the type of guy that would take the money and go buy a car or this or that. No, I went out there. I got a respectable, you know, vehicle. I got an Explorer. I, you know, at least an Explorer. Uh, so when I pick up people for lunch, whatever it is, it's a respectable vehicle. I, I represent myself respectable. And I also do what I say I'm going to do. So I built relationships with a lot of people. So I started saving up money. 
that money I saved up, I started putting into building new construction homes, which was a mistake. And I'll tell you why in a second here. Because the mistake was, it was all that I knew. All I knew was to build new construction homes. Um, I didn't, I thought that was the way to invest. I didn't know, and I wasn't seasoned or astute at it or educated on it that I could go buy homes, renovate them and sell them. I should be building up a rental portfolio. If I started building up a rental portfolio from then, you know, um, you know, because I would still look to buy at a discount, I might have a thousand homes by now, but you know, at the end of the day, I knew what I seen was working by other people, which was buying land and building homes. So I ended up building about 20 homes through the course of time from about 2002 to 2006, because I started early when I started making money and saving it. I'd say, okay, I got $100,000 saved up. Let me go buy, you know, the lots were thirty dollars to $40,000. Let me go buy some lots, build a $250,000 house and, you know, make around the net of $40,000 on that. So I was doing that. Um, stopped doing that when the market crashed in 2007. Um, I had sold all my homes except for two new construction homes and three homes that were sitting on double lots. They were all paid for free and clear. I had no debt on them. So those homes were cash flowing. They weren't cash flowing great because one of them was a $350,000 home. And, um, you know, I was getting $2,500 rent, but it was paying the taxes it was paying insurance and I was left with some money. So it's better than being in the negative or losing the home, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, the cash flow thing is, is great. I got these homes, put tenants in there, and I collect rent every single month. So I said, I really like this. And this was around 2006, seven, eight, you know, that's when I had those homes. So then I, I said, you know, I'm in a business where it's very competitive in the painting business. Your salespeople sometimes become your, you know, they want to become your competition, which mm-hmm. it happened. And um, it, I was, I'm happy that there was a lot of spinoffs of my company. Uh, there's probably, you know, four or five spinoffs of my company that do millions of dollars because I taught them the business. So I said, I want to sell my company. So I ended up selling my company in 2011. And I, I was doing real estate prior to that, two, three years, three years prior to that in the sense of owning the rental homes. But I was doing real estate, um, you know, about eight years prior to that, you know, by one new construction. So I said, I sold the company, you know, had some money, saved up about a million bucks. And I, uh, I started buying homes. And what I ended up doing is I started buying homes renovating them, putting tenants in there and doing it over and over and over again. So I built a portfolio. So then people started asking me, Hey Mike, you know, do you want to sell some of these homes? We have investors that would buy them. So I said, okay, well, if I can make a margin, you know, if I could sell this home and, you know, make 25, 30% and keep doing it over and over again, let me do that. So I started doing that. Now I hired, uh, I then hired a purchasing agent to work directly for me to just search for properties, search and buy. And we were doing that on a heavy scale. Then I brought in a construction manager. Then I brought in, you know, um, uh, someone that, you know, in the front office, you know, to organize all the books. Actually, that's the first person I brought in. 
to organize the books and the county, all that good stuff. We started ramping up more and more. So I brought in another project manager. Then I brought in someone to do leasing because now the purchasing agent that was doing the purchasing for me couldn't handle all the purchasing and leasing. And then I said, here's a question for myself. Do I want to do the property management? Around the 2012 timeframe, 2013 timeframe, I said, no, I'm not ready for this now. So we started having funds come out here and you know different groups come out here buying 15 properties from us a month. And um, you know, I was outsourcing the property management and one day right around 2015, uh, 14, I would say 2014, 15, I said, why am I outsourcing this? We're, we're, we're giving up money. You know, you're, you're talking about, you're managing the property. You, you, um, uh, you make money off the monthly income and it's an ancillary business. So I started building up that property management business, which now, you know, after all the homes I gave out and everything, and, you know, you know, we, we managed over a thousand homes and um, that became an ancillary business to, uh, um, outside of the, the turnkey business. But then I also was, I'm a landlord too. So I buy apartment complexes, I buy single family homes, but my main business is to provide the turnkey homes, which are homes that we buy, we renovate, we place tenants in and we sell them as a turnkey investment, which means it's ready to go. It's, you don't have to do anything. You sit back and collect the income to investors. So that's why on the single family side, I choose to keep our business model up. And we really don't keep that many. Um, If we did, then we wouldn't really be selling that many. So I chose, let's buy the apartments, which a lot of people don't want to spend a million, two, three, or four. Uh, We get financing from the bank, obviously, but you know, let's keep those, let's sell the single family homes. And, you know, um, and, and that's where we got to uh, today, uh, as far as where we're at. Um, and then our construction company, that was a separate, a separate company too. And we do uh, work for uh, people that call us, people that say, hey, you know, we have three investment properties that we want to uh, renovate. We go give them quotes. So, you know, all in all, you know, the start was uh, was a, was a modest start, and it was a start of passion and me wanting to make it. And I sit here today with more passion than I probably had before, because you want to protect what you what you what you built up. And I look at it like we're all all of us at some point in our lives, whether you know even a billionaire, you know they're building. They're diversifying and they're protecting. So they're building their first, their main source of income or their business. And then they're diversifying, you know, for example, you might uh, uh, own a bunch of uh, uh, um, different businesses and, um, and then you're diversifying into real estate and then you're protecting your assets through, you know, making sure that they're performing well and you're building a legacy for uh, yourself and your family down the line. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that, that's great. That was amazing. You know, uh, just, just listening to that, listening to that story, uh, a couple things popped out and, you know, um, I just, I really liked how you, how you started off and how you related to how you got into business and how you got into your business mindset through sports. And it kind of sounds like, you know, I just hearing from, 
you know, how you, how you had the instinct, the instinct to start a business, the instinct to hire people and to automate and to, you know, like, I'm going to hire some salesmen. I'm going to hire some painters. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I mean, it sounds like to me, just relating it back to sports. I mean, you took on the coach role. You, you, you're the coach aspect, you know, you're, you're recruiting, you're, you know, pushing for your team, you're motivating them. Um, well, the ninety people don't capitalize have that on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, to capitalize on your, what you're saying there, it's brilliant what you're saying because you know the coach's role is to know that if he doesn't recruit for next season, he's not going to have a great season. He mm-hmm. knows he's losing four seniors and you know two other players to you know to the you know to the NFL draft or the NBA draft or whatever whatever sport you're in. You got to replenish. And, you know, one of the things that I look at is sales is like recruiting, um, you know, athletes. So I always have to look at in the beginning of my business that I started that I got to have sales to have painters to be able to build, to get work, to be able to, to, to be able to build work. So if I have the sales, then I have the need for the painters and then I have to build a work. Now, I don't know which comes first. It's like, you know, you got to figure out, you know, it, it's like the chicken or, or, or the egg. And I look at it, in my opinion, well, I, I kind of do know what comes first. I think it's the sales that comes first because if you have the sales, there's painters out there. So I, I, I said that wrong initially and I correct myself because sales is gas in the engine. If I am buying homes and bringing in homes to my company, I am going to fix them. And there is a lot of people. We have a lot of demand for good homes in good areas that perform well, that'll make people very good returns. So the gas in the engine is really, you know, the homes. Now, someone might even take a step back further than that and say, well, money. I'll tell you, if you network and you build relationships and, and you show people that you're trustworthy and respectable, the money will come. People would partner with you in, in, in real estate. And, and, you know, we, we, we have private investors. We have over $10 million of private investment money that we utilize. Um, you know, and that's just doesn't come because that uh, comes with a track record. So, you know, I urge anyone that's listening that ever wants to start a business, you know, know what your niche is, know what you're great at, have the whole, vision in front of you have it in front of you you know be able to tell the story be able to tell a story that hey i'm going after these clients that have painting business okay management companies um, that manage condominium complexes and homeowner associations i'm going to um, recruit my painters through you know not only a couple painters i have but through sherwin williams paint reps through uh, uh, through online marketing, through posting ads, uh, and then when I post the ads, I'm going to have a process of screening people by emailing them. You know, ten questions about you know, tell me about yourself. Why are you a valuable painter? You know, what is the key uh, um, um, the key points to a success uh, to having a successful paint job? Uh, interior. What is the key process? I'm sorry, processes 
of having a, a successful paint job, interior, exterior. You know, what is what is uh, what is your hourly rate? What is your short uh, and long term goals? If that guy doesn't answer those questions, I don't want to meet with him, Donnie. He's probably not going to show up to work. <laughs> you know, so so my, my thing is that I urge anyone who's listening to really find what your business domain is. And then once once you know what your business domain is, then you know how how to go after the work. And um, I'll also urge you, do not carry more overhead than your new company can sustain. That's for a new company or an old company. You know, if I have a pizza place and I only need three people working in the back or four people working in the back, if I have seven people working there, that's cutting it into my profits. And then it's going to train the other that's going to train them that they only need to work so fast and so hard. So mm-hmm. have the right amount of people. Don't have additional overhead. You know, know what you're doing. You know, make it your craft and get advice. Get advice. Don't, don't go at anything alone. Even if you think you know something, even if you have a natural knack for it, like you were saying earlier, Donnie, that, you know, some people have a natural knack for, you know, getting the customer and, and hiring the painter, this and that. Even if you think you have a natural knack for it, no, be part of a, a you know, a, a group, BNI. I think they have business networking international pretty much in every city around the country. Have a mentor, find a mentor, ask them how to do it. Uh, whether it be in marketing, whether it be in, uh, you know, uh, networking, whether it be in, you know, uh, management of projects, softwares, processes, CRMs, there's ne- we, no one could ever say they know everything. If someone says that, mm-hmm. I mean, red flag. You know, I, I would be leery of that person. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I really like that point. You know, um, and you said it now and you said it several times. It sounds like that's the way to level up. That's the way to improve yourself is surrounding yourself with the right people. You know, I keep going back Absolutely. to the sports analogy. You know, D1 players, they practice with D1 players. And they play absolutely, and, and, and you know what they do is they go to US, uh, UCLA for the summer, and they're you know they, the the NBA players come up there, so they're even playing with not even D one players sometimes they're playing with D one players and NBA players. So mm-hmm. iron sharp as iron, you know, yeah. and, and and that's where when you feel that you're iron, be around uh, you know more iron. If you're not there yet, you know, try to be around it. Surround yourself with the right people. You know, um. I have a few thoughts on this, but do you, do you have maybe a quick tip on somebody that, you know, that doesn't know how to get started? Like, how do I find a mentor? What, what could I do to find that mentor? Yeah. Um, one of my goals personally is, um, you know, as the years go on is I, I want to be that mentor for people. Mm. Um, I feel that, you know, I know how to start a business from ground up um, in many different domains, even if, you know, even if the service or the or the product isn't something that I'm a specialist in. I still feel that I know how to set up the the baseline of it and bring in the right people to consult on that particular domain of business. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, how to find a, a mentor is really just asking people. You know, and, and it's you know, like like myself, like you know, I, I hold a, a monthly meetup group and. A lot of people from the meetup group, they email me or they call me and, you know, they text me and, you know, we get on the phone and, hey, Mike, I want to ask you, how should we do this? Or, you know, what software should I use? Or, or you know, you know, how do, how do I get this started? 
And um, I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, I, I actually, you know, look at it like, you know, a lot of like I have a gentleman coming in today uh, in about another hour. And he's a gentleman that owned a business for over 30 years. And I'm his mentor. And he's in today uh, because he has an issue. And uh, um, I'm going to help him solve that issue. Um, I would rather not meet with people uh, that have issues because I like to steer them away from that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this situation, you know, I'm his mentor. I'm, I'm his consultant, whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, he told me, he said, Mike, you know, I, I, I really trust you in this situation. And I really want your guidance and your help here. So I really enjoy that um, because I believe being a visionary and starting businesses is something that I'm really good at. Um, at the end of the day, you could only do so much on your own. So you got to surround yourself with the right people. And um, but to, to go back on how to find a mentor, it's just really asking people, um, you know, people like yourself, Donnie, you're 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 holding this podcast and, and you're starting to do a lot of things and. Um, you're going to be a, a person who's connected with so many people and will be a connector. You're a connector. You could, you know, someone's going to ask you a question. You might say, Hey, well, you know, why don't you talk to Mike Jordan and see, you know, I'm just using an example, ask him about, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, his, you know, if this, if this project makes sense or not. Um, and, and one day you'll be a mentor because you listen to so many things and you actually live it. You own properties with us. Uh, your family owns, uh, you know, a dozen properties or whatever with us or more. And, and you're around it. You talk about it. You have a father who is, a, I believe, a serial businessman. You know, he's just like, yeah. you know, he, he, he loves business. And he's also put you in a situation, uh, and, and I feel that your family, too, where he brings you around it. He brings you around it and you, you guys talk about it. You guys learn it. You guys, you know, understand the, the good and bad parts of things and you know what for. And you feel you'll always be learning more and more, but you kind of have that in your father, you know, where yeah. he's a mentor because he owns a lot of businesses. No, yeah, thank you. You know, that, that's a huge compliment to me. Thank you so much. And, you know, um, when it comes to my dad, you know, yeah, I, I constantly remind myself, I mean, I'm blessed to have a mentor in my dad, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, God bless everybody. Uh, that Johnny doesn't you know, get better you know, than that, man. You know, yeah, it's a, a huge privilege. And um, Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, you know, I'll tell you, like, you know, some of your friends and, um, you know, that, that you have and, I know you're, 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 you're a businessman and, and, you know, you're, you, you know, you're doing it from such a young age too, um, like, like I did. And, um, you know, some of your friends are going to come to you with things that you probably already learned from your dad, but some of your friends might come to you and other people that you don't even know where you involve your father and say, Hey, listen, let's get together and talk about this because you're, you, you know, your father is that, that, that type of guy where he likes to talk about business. He likes logic and he likes cut and dry straight to the point and you know what what is the plan so that's the kind of people that that people should want to be around because it's results driven and that's mm-hmm. what you want to you want to do you know talking about this you know um looking for mentors becoming a mentor yourself it seems like you know i keep running into this theme with every with more interviews that i do the more that i do this show the more that i um am pursuing uh, wealth generation and how to become wealthy. It seems uh, a prevalent theme is that giving back, you know, it's, it's sort of, uh, 
it's it's sort of funny in a way because it's like the more you're giving back, it's it, it turns around and the more you get. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just an to, abundance mentality, Donnie. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's like, you know, like I really enjoy helping someone. Like this gentleman that's coming in today, he's an investor with my company. You know, he's invested millions of dollars with me before. So when I'm his mentor, I don't, I don't charge him. I mean, it's, it's, it's a relationship, but I enjoy helping him get to a result and a solution for the issue he's facing right now. Um, and what happens is I, I truly get back without even, without the purpose of it being for me to get back. Oh yeah. How do I get back? He trusts me more. Number two, he wants to be around me more. Number three, he tells people about me. It, it, it comes it comes back to you in spades. And that's why it's an abundance mentality. Um, you know, people, sometimes they hold things so close. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, if I help Donnie, if I help people, I build bridges. If I have more bridges, I have more bridges that I can drive over. That's how I look at it. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the that's one of the big things that really has been drawing me to real estate ever since I got started in it. It's it's like it's a business designed to help people, to get people into homes. You know, I look at your company and just the idea behind it, renovating old dilapidated homes that, you know, weren't in use, converting them and then helping people yeah. get into affordable housing and helping other people earn a return from that so that they can supply themselves a retirement. I mean, you're helping so many people and putting so many people to work you know, the construction company guys that are fixing and renovating the homes, the, this, there's so many people getting helped in the process and well, just, just through entrepreneurism. You know, thank you for bringing that up. That means a lot to me. And it's something that I don't stop and think about a lot, but it does make me proud because I want to be a positive contributor um, just in general in life. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I truly, you know, I, 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 always ask God to lead me in the right direction because, um, you know, I believe that, you know, you do things right and you help people and, um, you employ people gainfully where you gainfully employ people where they're making money. I had one of my guys who's a crew of mine. Uh, he works for us daily, but he's not an employee of the company. He's a contractor of the company, but works for us daily. He told me the other day, he said, Mike, he said, you employ me and six of my guys who all have families. He goes, so your effect on us is you're affecting 20 to 30 people within what you're doing when you give me work. I said, I said, I really appreciate that. I, I, I said, I truly try. And I said, you know, we always pay everyone. The only time we don't pay someone, I always say, if they don't finish the work or if they do bad work and we got to have them clean it up or someone else clean it up. So yeah. I, 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 I really feel blessed to be able to do that. Now, going back to the point about seeing the homes, another aspect of it that really, you know, helps things, home values go up. I mean, you take yeah. these homes that are, you know, they're, they're fine, but then they need a new porch. They need, you know, the drywall taken care of, the floors refinished, the kitchen torn out, the bathroom torn out. You got, you know, you put $35,000 in the home, 40, 30, whatever it is, every home is different, you know, price point for renovation, but you got a home that is now an affordable home in a good area that you can't buy, uh, or you can, you go build it. You're going to spend, you know, $150 a foot. So if I go build a 1200 square foot home, 
it's not going to be less than 180. And, you know, that, that's a lot of money. So people come to us and they're buying a home for 110, 115,000 dollars, 120. And, you know, they got a really, they got new mechanicals, new electrical, new plumbing. Uh, you know, the home is, uh, you know, has granite backsplash cabinets. I look at that as a positive thing too, because now you're driving up values. Yeah. The only thing is sometimes I scare myself. I'm like, man, we keep driving up values. I'm like, we want to have homes to buy, you know? So, and, and that's what happens. I mean, some of the homes that you bought, you know, they're up 30%, you know, I mean, you, you, you know, you, you, you turn around, you can sell them, but that's ultimately not the goal. The goal is to have continual residual income on a monthly basis for, you know, and have as many of them as you can. And, um, and have as many uh, streams of income as possible because I do believe in multiple streams of income. That's an important topic that you know people should know about. And what I mean by multiple streams of income, say someone works as, um, as a consultant or an engineer or, or a, a, a real estate broker or agent or whatever their career is. It's important nowadays, I believe, in, 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 in this day and age where, that we live in, to have more than one stream of income. Would you agree with that, Donnie? Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, um, I recently just did a solo podcast on wealth creation, how the wealth get more wealthy. And um, I just made the comment, just my own little investing strategy. You know, I'm taking the rental income that I get from the homes that I invested with you and with other people, and I'm reinvesting that money you know, either into other houses or into like, I'm, I'm investing in a couple of mutual funds that are earning returns, you know, and it's just, yeah, just continuing to multiple streams of income, just continuing to earn profit on the profit. Donnie, you are really, I mean, not just because we're, we're, you know, we're, we're talking now on this podcast, but you're really impressive. And, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but keep going at the pace you're going and please do me a favor. Do me a favor. Yes, sir. Teach as many people as you can what you're doing. It's not going to take anything away from you. It's just going to create more opportunities for you. I promise you. I pro Donnie, I, how about this? I promise you, you touch as many people as possible with, uh, you know, knowledge and educate them on how you got to where you're at. I promise you opportunities are going to come to you. People are going to bring you an opportunity and say, hey, Donnie, here's a 12 unit uh, apartment complex over here in uh, some part of California. And do you know anyone that would want to buy it? Maybe they wholesale it to you. It just for example, with my meetup club, you know, I, I have three speakers uh, this coming Monday that are going to be there. Uh, you know, one speaker is going to be speaking on uh, legacy uh, and, and wealth protection. Uh, one is going to be a CPA and the other one, uh, the other two speakers, which are at the same time, they're going to speak on, you know, how they got started and deals they do. Now, the rest mm. of the crowd that's going to be there, the 60 people or whomever, however many show up, sometimes it's 60, sometimes it's 70, sometimes it's 40. They're going to get something from it. But I enjoy holding that event because I feel like I'm 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 organizing people gaining knowledge and getting better. But what happens to me, people call me with opportunities. People remember that I buy homes. People remember that I am a property management, a management company. So it's just so important. And, 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 I, and I, I can see you being the guy that does that even by holding your podcast. 
but always keep that in your mind. You help people, you build those bridges, your phone book is just going to get bigger on your phone. Your contact list is just going to get bigger. Um, and I, I always tell everyone this tip under your contacts, always put the date and time met that person, what they do, what is their profession and, you know, have those notes there because when you do a search, they pop up. And, uh, you know, my thing is build your contact book up as big as possible on your phone, your contact list and, you know, and be open to opportunities, have your eyes and ears open to, you know, different opportunities of even not just real estate. Maybe it's apartments, maybe it's apartment management, maybe it's uh, syndications, maybe it's lending, maybe it's, uh, it's wealth advisory, maybe it's, uh, you know, it's um, IRA investing uh, through IRAs. There, there's a lot of different things. So I just urge you to keep doing what you're doing, touch as many people as possible, and it's just going to help you. That's the way it works. Yeah, well, thanks, Mike. That, that's that's a huge compliment, you know. And that's thank you for saying that to me. But you know, that's to the listeners too. You know, imagine a yes. world if when everybody just shared information with each other and everybody helped each other uh, become more wealthy. I mean, society I think would level up pretty high. <laughs> but, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and that's why, Donnie. I mean, you know, one day, you know, I think that you know what you're doing here for you know the listeners is is amazing, um, and I think that one day, you know, it's going to turn out where you know, you're going to have, uh, you know, a meetup of, you know, 50 to 100 people where you guys are going to go there and, you know, every three months and have a, a, you know, have a discussion on many different topics. And it's going to be not only from real estate, but also wealth protection to, you know, tax strategies to, um, um, you know, to um, uh, multiple different things that, you know, can build wealth to stocks and, you know, have, you know, subject matter experts, that are going to be talking on each topic and, you know, then discussions on it, questions, people are going to grow their knowledge. People are going to grow, uh, you know, their, 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 their vision, their, their, their thought process. And, uh, and I think what you're doing will morph into that, you know, and uh, um, I think it's needed. I think more masterminds are needed. Yeah. You know, um, for the people listening to this that may have not read, you know, that legendary book, Think and Grow Rich, and have not heard that term, a mastermind or meetup or anything like that, you know, we, we've been talking on this episode about um, surrounding ourselves with the right people. And this is just a tool to do that. Could, could you, uh, what, what is that? What is the mastermind, the meetup? The, uh, what is a mastermind and meetup, you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Well, pretty much a mastermind is a group of, um, you know, anywhere from 30 to 20 to 100 individuals that are in the room that are in, in the same or similar industries with each other that can help the, uh, each other to, um, to run their business more efficiently, more profitably, uh, solve problems. So let me use an example with a mastermind for myself. When I'm a member of Masterminds, um, I'm, a, I'm a turnkey developer, which means a fix and flipper of rental properties that have tenants in them to people that want to hold them. So I'm in a room, and who's in the room? A lender or multiple lenders, fix and flippers that sell to homeowners, other turnkey companies, lead generation guys that help us find homes, um, 
attorneys who talk about different ways to structure deals or talk about contract law, um, uh, marketing companies that will help you market your company, your website, all that good stuff. IRA companies, which are custodians of people that put their money into their company, which is a crowd of individuals that you could be in front of that have, has, have money, you know, to invest through IRA, um, such as a Roth IRA or a simple IRA, whatever, whatever IRA they're using. And, um, you know, that they, they have money in there that they want to invest. So all those people are in a room. Now, things that I picked up from masterminds are using virtual assistants. We use virtual assistants um, on the back end to answer our phones, to enter data into, um, you know, our softwares, to, uh, um, uh, to follow up with our tenants when, uh, when the rent is due, to uh, turn on the water uh, and utilities in a home. Hmm. So I learned that. So I said, wow, okay, now we're, we're, we're more efficient by doing that, right? Um, I learned um, how to uh, hold better meetings that are more uh, I don't believe that uh, in a company it's healthy to meet for hours and hours and hours on end. I don't think it's healthy. I think it's healthy to have a meeting with an agenda and you go through, you talk about KPIs, key point indicators, you measure uh, you know, key point indicators, you talk about issues, you IDS them, identify, discuss, and solve them. So those are the things that I learned or I've gotten sharper on by being around the right people. Um, I've, I've learned, uh, um, you know, recently uh, something that, 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 I, that I brought back that I um, felt was of some value was um, I learned, uh, uh, I, I, ta- I, I met a person who uh, um, uh, sells um, insurance and they, um, they showed me how to uh, utilize insurance in a, in a different route for, you know, being a landlord. And these are things that I believe are very, very, very powerful. And you'll not only learn how to hone your business and make it tighter and, you know, more profitable, but you'll also learn how to create ancillary businesses. So if I'm selling properties, I can be the property manager too. Well, that's a great situation. So masterminds are just that, Donnie. They are surrounding yourself with people in similar, in the same or similar industries that you can learn and listen to how they run their business, what softwares they use, when they have a pitfall, how, how they deal with it. And it just, you know, helps, helps iron sharpen iron. Um, now a meetup is basically something that, you know, in every market you can go up, uh, you could go on meetups.com and, you know, let's say you're in the San Fran market or you're in the LA market or you're whatever market you're in, you could look up real estate meetups. Those are groups that, um, that meet up and they basically, uh, once a month they'll, they'll, um, there's different groups they'll, they'll meet up or, or several times depends on, on the group. And um, they'll talk about different topics that is uh, uh, real estate based. And um, some of them you can find meetups that are talking about taxes. So those are also important, you know, to, uh, you know, to put yourself, you know, in that atmosphere. Now, the thing about it is, you know, this is all comes down to getting educated and increasing your knowledge because 
that's ultimately what's most powerful. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, we, we, we talked recently about, you know, finding a mentor, surrounding yourself with the right people. This is a direct way. This is a direct tool to get you in that crowd to, to find the people to level up yourself. So yeah, I, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing that with us about meetups and Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, hosting meetups or if there, if there's not one around or whatsoever, you know, um, yeah. you'll meet someone at the meetup who's going to tell you, uh, about a mastermind, you're going to meet someone at a meetup who, you know, you do a deal with and you kind of learn the ropes with. I mean, it's, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. So yeah, before, I, I think it would be safe to say before you invest, invest in yourself, get around those right people, yes. find the mentors. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Invest in yourself, invest in, um, you know, uh, not only reading and, uh, you know, um, on, you know, seeing different perspectives of authors, but also invest in yourself by networking with the right people and asking them the right questions, which I think is the most powerful by far. And um, surround yourself with those people all the time. Um, and, you know, if someone's doing a project, ask them, say, hey, do, do you mind me tagging along and just seeing what you're doing? I mean, people will. There's people that are that are open to sharing our knowledge and that are open to uh, an abundance mentality. Yeah, you know, it's amazing to me um, just mentioning that you're interested in something. Like I mention to people all the time, well, they're like, well, what do you want to do with yourself? Well, I want to be in real estate. You know, to the right people, to certain people, their ears perk up. They're like, oh, really? You know, and they start talking to me and then it gets interesting conversation and who knows, something might blossom from out of that. But yeah, yeah just being out there, mentioning it, talking about it, it, it seems it attracts people. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, all right. Well, you know, on that note that, you know, Mike Jordan, thank you so much. You, you've shared so much value to me and to the listeners, you know, and for sharing your valuable time. I, I know how valuable it is. So thank you. Sir. Donnie, I appreciate you having me on the podcast and, uh, uh, let's please circle back around maybe six months down the line at the end of the year or something. Yeah, that would and, be, that would uh, be you know, amazing. And maybe you could have some of your listeners, um, you know, come up with some questions. I, I, I'd love this. You know, I, I'd love to do that. And I, and I love, um, you know, being around it. And, um, you know, I appreciate you again for having me on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for giving back. And so that's it, guys. You know, um, like I always say, never stop growing.